Hello, and welcome back to the Renaissance Space podcast. My name is Margaret Allen, and I am your host. We have just reached a milestone of 750 downloads, and we're really excited about that. And so on this occasion, we have a very special podcast where I talk with Joan Mill, who joined us earlier this year as our Managing Director for International. I hope you enjoy listening as Joan shares some of her story with us, as well as giving us an insight into her hopes and plans for our customers. Good morning, Joan. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. So, six months with us, have you been? Must be somewhere near. Not quite six months. Um, It feels like six months, but not quite six months. It's probably been about four months now, coming up to four months, which has gone very quickly. So that must be a good sign. And you've been a lot of travelling. Yes, I have. I have been doing a lot of travelling. And it's just one of those things I always say, you have to go to your team and to your customers and I'm still in what I call LNL mode, listening and learning. So the traveling's been helping with that. Brilliant. So who are you, Joan? Let's, let's oh. hear who you are. Now you're asking. Um, okay, who am I? So I'm, I'm Joan Mill. Um, I'm a huge sports fan. Most sports I like. Um, I like, uh, you know, fitness myself. You know, I like to run 5Ks. Um if I can. Um, and, you know, I really enjoy um, software, sadly. So, you know, that's what drew me to to Renaissance. So I, I love sports, I love software, and I love uh, movies, actually. So um, that's pretty oh, much lovely. It. Well, that's, that's a ni- nice little uh, threesome there. <laughs> um, and work journey. So why Renaissance? Why Renaissance? Um, so I always say this, you know, I, I was actually in Madrid last week meeting with, um, hopefully, uh, a, a new customer um, at an international school. And he asked me the same question. And um, I said to him, when I read the mission um, of Renaissance on the website, it's such a noble mission. And it's incredible to, um, you know, marry technology with such a noble mission around making sure every child has access to education, regardless of their background um, or ability. So that's why Renaissance, you know, um, that's what brought me here. Why I'm still here, there's a plethora of reasons for that. I just think there's so much potential in this organisation and what we're trying to do um, is admirable. I think that's a really lovely um, response to that question that I asked you. I think we all believe that the Judy, Paul and Terry, but mainly Judy, who had this idea for making sure her son could read, who knew that it would develop into this wonderful history of over 35 years. Exactly. Um, So... You say you're still in L&L mode, um, and so to expect you to be able to deliver your aspirations and your vision, um, what about for your gut reaction just at the moment where you're sitting? What, what, is, is the next, what are the next steps for you as you make your journey? 
Yeah, I, I think for me, and I always talk about Nirvana, most people in the international leadership team or the ELT will hear me talk about Nirvana. So, you know, what's our North Star? Where do we want to end up? And, you know, I, I we call it thinking from the right. So I'm outcomes focused. And then you, you think about where you are today and then you plot the journey backwards. And that allows you to actually put a plan in place, a strategic plan to say, how do we get to Nirvana? So all the listening and learning I've been doing has been helping me get to Nirvana. And you may ask, what is Nirvana? Nirvana is for us to, um, you know, continue to fulfill our mission, um, especially across the regions in international. It's to accelerate growth. That's what I do. And that's what I've done in my past organizations. Um, I want to see the organization grow. I want to see the people grow. Um, and I want to see our customers grow and, and hit their milestones. So, you know, that's my job here at Renaissance um, is to, you know, create a cohesive collaborative team whilst we are on that journey to Nirvana. So Renaissance is split essentially into two, really, in, in my view. Maybe you, you'll say something different. It's sort of US and then everything else. Um, and you're everything else. Is that right? <laughs> um, that's a, a, a one way of putting it, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I think that's how the, the company has um, been running, you know, for a while. And, and I, I think it's just happened organically. Um, and I, I, I seem to look at international as, yes, everything outside the, the US, which is sometimes a bit difficult um, because I've been using this phrase ever since I got here. You can't boil the ocean. We don't want to boil the ocean in international. So one of the first things, you know, we, we've done in the past four months is to really identify our focus areas, our focus regions. And, um, you know, where can we get best bang for our buck? And also, where do we actually want to focus our attention? Where do we think there is the, um, the demand? So that's a big thing um, for us in international. And doing that, it's making sure that we can bring the various different facets of international together so the different teams, you know. I wish I could, you know, go to Australia and China, um, you know, every month to go and sit with the team to really understand, you know, what's pertinent for them in their markets. And then... Um, you know, use that as the ingredients for growth um, in, in international. So adding that to what's going on in the Middle East or what's going on in EMEA and going on in the UK, um, you know, COVID and time, you know, don't permit that. But that's essentially what we have to do in international um, is to bring all the pieces together, but in an incredibly focused uh, manner, because as I say, you can't boil the ocean and we haven't got the time to. Yes, and to say everything else that has so many interpretations in terms of language, culture, regions, and countries. I mean, you've mentioned China. China on its own is 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 a complete unit, isn't it, in the way that it Absolutely. operates? Absolutely. And you know, in my last role, you know, I used to go out to Beijing quite a lot, and um, you know, beautiful country, beautiful culture, um, but you can't get around the whole of China, and you you won't be able to satisfy you know, everyone there. However, if we are listening, if we're in listening mode and we really put our ear to the ground and we listen to our customers, we listen to what our prospects are looking for, not only in China, you know, across the focused regions we are looking at in international, we should be able to service them with our technology. Um, and, you know, in, in that same vein of listening, you know, we've introduced customer success to ensure 
that we are listening to customers who are existing customers to see how we can help them buy more from us. And I think that's really important, that that customer journey, that customer success, not just for us, but we want our customers to feel as though they've invested in something that they can truly exploit and use and, and extend the teaching and learning in the classrooms, whichever country they're in. Absolutely, because, you know, quite frankly, I, I do think our mission is shared by our customers. So if we can help them and help facilitate them in getting or fulfilling that mission, then I believe we've done our job. So that leads me very nicely into the sort of education bit, really. I, I, I often say to people who aren't necessarily from an education background that everyone has a view on education because they went to school. Um, but often their memory is, is the one shaped by their most recent, which is university or maybe secondary. And, and primary, of course, is just sand and water and playing and sports days. Um, so your education views in terms of maybe what you've seen from Renaissance or maybe just because of who you are and, and your own experience in education. Would you like to expand on that a little? Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm a newbie when it comes to the education industry. Um, and that's why I've been in this LNL listening and learning mode. Um, but at the same time, I have a background in software, in particular SaaS. And so for me, um, what I love is to tech enable a traditionally, you know, service oriented industry. Um, and that's what we are doing at Renaissance. And I think we do it very well. Um, why do we have to do it? Because that's where society is going. Um, you know, if you look at uh, a number of different industries, you know, I was around, um, you know, say 10, 15 years ago when people were shocked at fintech. You know, the, the financial services industry was saying, we don't want technology coming in here. You know, we're used to doing it ourselves. I've just come out of the IP, intellectual property industry, you know, legal. And um, again, we were selling software um into that industry and, and people were appalled you know that we were even suggesting that and they they adopted it why because it um helped them get to their goals quickly so it provided some semblance of acceleration to value and um, it helped them with efficiency and productivity and it actually fostered a, a certain um view around creativity how can we use technology to facilitate that that's exactly what we are going through in the education space right now. And I can see it. I can feel it from, you know, those past two industries I've just mentioned. Um, you know, I have a, a number of ministers that I've been speaking to asking me about hybrid learning. It's here. You know, why? Because children, especially in primary school, they're already doing it. They do it at home. They do it at school. Um, it, it's now time for you know the people who are in the leadership positions to think about how could technology facilitate learning um especially around um, instructional and assessment so that's what I've learned so far and I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot more yes I think it is still challenging for for some areas of the world and even in the UK a lot of teachers are using technology really passionately and with, with sort of fervor and, and um, creativity. But there's a huge number who actually don't have to use technology to teach, but they owe it to their students to offer that platform to give access to it. And, and I think we do that in spades. And I know 
we're both sitting here being paid by Renaissance, so why would we say anything differently? But I do tra- really do believe that what we offer is a platform that allows everybody access, whether it's maths, English, or just everyday software. Absolutely. But you know what? I know people who are not being paid by Renaissance who are very passionate about their children using technology and to accelerate learning. Why? Because they use it on a daily basis. We all use technology for things that we wouldn't have dreamed of using technology for 15 years ago. As I said, I look at fintech. No one wanted to use internet banking. You know, we thought, oh my God, what's the cloud? I remember speaking to people in financial services um, industries or in intellectual property legal um, services, and they didn't want their data sitting in the cloud because they didn't know what the cloud was. You know, so there are people now who are actually champions of technology who are parents. So they think it's the norm. Um, And and so I think it's going to take time. It's a gradual process. Um, And what I like to think of at Renaissance is we are thought leaders. We should be helping our customers and prospects understand the benefits, but also pointing out to them, you know, where there are going to be some challenges. And it's our job as custodians of, you know, education um, and technology to help them overcome those challenges. I think that's absolutely key. And obviously, we try and do that with our coaching and with our professional services and our online support and our events. Um, it's lovely to hear you speaking with such passion about what we are, what we have been and what we continue to be. So there's always the last question, isn't there, Joan, to sort of see see what you're thinking. What has the last four months made you think about in terms of education more generally? what you believe is is the the future if you could possibly look into the future what where do you see renaissance and everything it's doing for schools going um, good question meaty question but um I'll, I'll try and summarize my thoughts so when i look at education um i come from a, a family that places a very high value on education why one word opportunity education gives you opportunity And um, it also gives you options. And I believe that there are, you know, people in the world, parents and students who want this opportunity. They crave this opportunity. And for a number of different reasons, they don't have it. So that's why I think what we're doing at Renaissance is so important because we are trying to, you know, offer them this hand to say, look, we can help you get access to education um, and we're helping governments you know in, to help those um, those parents and those students as well so I think our position um, is incredibly important and it's a privilege to be able to do that um, and secondly I believe education can change fundamentally change the trajectory of someone's life I really genuinely believe this um, so again how can we help people um, gain education so that they can actually see a future, a future that they want, not one that they just, you know, ended up with. So I think that's critical with regards to what we do. What do I see for the future? Um, Hybrid learning, um, that's the new normal. 
you know, people say, is it the new normal? Yes, it is. It's it's not even a new normal. It's normal now, you know, and um, it's been the case actually for a number of years. I think the question is, how do we ensure that governments, uh, you know, ministries, MATS leaders, school owners, you name it, around the world, understand the importance of hybrid learning and actually gain the funding um, and the infrastructure to provide it to students who need it. Well, that was a powerful ending. And let's hope as we start this new academic year that learning for all is something which will drive policy, energy and funding all over the world. I really enjoyed that and hope that as people prepare for this new school year, you will also plan to come back and listen to our podcasts throughout the year. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that you can catch up on all previous episodes at www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.